Preseason hockey has come and gone. We are officially underway, uh, gearing up for the start of the 2023-24 OHL regular season. Episode 67 of the Night Shift. Calgamard, Mike Stubbs, your host as always. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, up at globalnews.ca, at Stubbs980 on socials. If you want to go check him out, at Kyle Grimard. Mike, it's uh, it's been a fun weekend. We've got preseason hockey to discuss here on the pod. Oh, do we ever, Kyle, and a trade. We're going to hear from Dylan Hunter later. We'll hear from Landon Sim. Where do we begin? Well, how about the move that the Knights made? On September 11th, the London Knights announced that they had acquired Juan Copeland and a second-round pick and a third-round pick, both from 2026, in exchange for overage forward Ryan Humphrey and in exchange for 18-year-old forward Matthew Paris. Juan Copeland is a second-round pick of the Niagara Ice Dogs going back to the same year that Matthew Paris was born, 2005, and he's already had his first taste of night's practice. Very high pace, very competitive. What do you look at when you look back to hearing that you've been traded? How does that go for a player? Yeah, it, it, it was tough, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, it's the London Knights, right? Like, you guys are guys promote the most guys in the NHL to the next level, and so I was excited. You know, I played at Niagara for three years, so it was um, kind of upsetting, but very excited to come here and play and um, just hope to be, be a good guy here. You didn't see a lot of the London Knights last year, but anything you know about the city or the building or anything? Yeah, we played here the the one game and it sold out. So just excited to play in front of thousands of fans and you know get to see the city. You know, it's my it was my first day today. So hoping to go out to lunch, dinners, and see what's around and meet new people, friends. Do you know any of the guys on the team? Uh, yeah, I played with Alec Leonard for a year. Uh, I talked to Cowan a little bit our OHL draft year, so I know them decently well. And so yeah. Tell us a little bit about you as a player and what you like to do. Yeah, I think I'm a very high skilled fast forward and you know I like I like to add a little bit of grit here and there and you know maybe fight once or twice, you know, but uh, definitely very highly skilled and make plays. Welcome to London. Thank you. That is Juan Copeland, the newest London Knight. So let's find out a little bit more about him from Knights Associate General Manager Rob Simpson. We asked Rob about the move. Well, we're extremely excited to bring uh, Juan Copeland in. He's, you know, played in the the league for a couple of years now, and he has a ton of skill. Um, plays a puck possession style, uh, can make plays and other players around him better. So, he's a player that uh, we looked at bringing into our offense and our style that could complement, you know, what we do and and what our coaches like in players as far as puck possession and being able to make plays all over the ice. Um, obviously, it's never easy to to be able to have to say goodbye to, to Ryan Humphreys and Matthew Paris because they're just quality, you know, quality people and great in our locker room. Um, but with the combination of Juan and then a couple draft picks, it made sense for us at this point. Rob, when training camp started, Knights fans noticed immediately that at that time there were four overage players on the roster you're allowed to have three, so you knew that something would have to be done eventually. We saw a move to get down to three. Now this takes you down to two overagers. Yeah, it's a, it's really kind of stems a little bit from uh, some of our earlier trade with with Henry bringing him in. We obviously we depleted some of our draft picks in that trade, and you know the way he looked this weekend, we're extremely happy with 
with that trade now at this point, but we knew, you know, that we were going to have to replace some of those draft picks. Um, obviously, the OA situation is a is a specialty position, and they're hard to find really good ones. I think that's why Niagara wanted Ryan Humphreys, a player with character and grit, and has been through playoffs. And for us, it you know helps us uh, re-add some of those picks back. That gives us some options for later on. Uh, with those picks and with an OA position, um, it gives us some flexibility uh, with our lineup and with some picks based on, you know, what we want to do later. And, you know, some of our younger players have come in and looked very well uh, right off the hop and look like they can probably take a bigger role as well too. Knights Associate General Manager Rob Simpson joining us. We talked about the depth on the roster from the outset, and you mentioned Henry Brustevich. He unleashed a one-timer yesterday in Sarnia that – I don't know if too many people in London necessarily saw it because they weren't at the game, but they may have heard it. That was a one-timer. Yeah, he has a very heavy shot, and we saw it back, you know, in his minor midget or U16 days, I should say now. And what I really liked about Henry this weekend is you could see the jitters and the nerves a little bit in game one, like all players have, but he quickly adapted in game two. Uh, made good puck decisions, as you said, showed his one-timer and the shot from the point and seemed a lot more comfortable, fit in uh, in the lineup uh, you know, a lot better already in Game 2 and started to grasp some of the system. So I think that's a real bright thing to see for his future uh, with our hockey team. Rob, before we end off, and we're talking with Knights Associate GM Rob Simpson, you have players who now head away to camp, correct? NHL camp, so draft picks plus... Max McHugh is going to the Rangers camp. Zach Bowen has been invited to the Edmonton Oilers camp. Are they leaving in the next few days? Yeah, most of them are leaving either today or tomorrow uh, to head out to their respective rookie camps and you know get their start with their NHL teams and try to show that they're ready to, to play in the main camp after the rookie camp. Rob, thanks for the time today. Thanks a lot, Subsy. London Knights Associate General Manager Rob Simpson. And so we've got all of the drafted players for the London Knights going to NHL training camps. So the list winds up being really long and distinguished. You've got Jackson Edward going to Boston. You have Isaiah George going to the New York Islanders. Oliver Bonk to Philadelphia, his first camp. And then you've also got Landon Sim, who won't be participating in the camp in St. Louis, but he's still able to go and take in the camp in St. Louis. And we'll hear from Landon Sim a little later on, on the podcast, Denver Barkey goes to Philadelphia. Then you've got Easton Cowan in his first training camp. So is Denver Barkey. Cowan is going to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Casper Haltonen is with the San Jose Sharks. And then Zach Bowen with Edmonton and Max McHugh with the New York Rangers. And Max McHugh will be going and obviously looking to earn a professional contract. He's 20 years old. He's eligible to play in the American Hockey League. So that's one to watch. If he returns to the Knights, he's a dynamite overager to have. But in the meantime, that's a storyline. How will Max McHugh do in trying to earn a pro contract with the New York Rangers? Now, and I love it too. And and this is a guy who you mentioned it, Mike. He's a player you want on your roster. He's a guy who's going to be a big presence in the locker room. He's made this presence known in big crunch time moments. We saw it against the Kitchen Rangers in back-to-back playoff series. We saw it in a series against Sarnia as well. He throws big hits. He is impactful. He's 
chatting on the ice. He's scoring big goals. He's setting up big plays. And yeah, if, if he comes back to London, it's a huge addition for this team. But of course, if he earns a uh, professional contract, then all the power to him as well. But Mike, back-to-back games this past weekend, a home-and-home against the Sarnia Sting, where the Knights were a couple different roster setups on the Saturday and Sunday. They split each game, the Knights losing 3-2 to two on the Saturday and then winning 3-2 to two on the Sunday. You called both games on 980. Tell us about, let's start with the Saturday game at Bud Gardens. I always like these two games because if you go back years and years ago, they would come right off the back of training camp. And a lot of times you didn't cut down your roster to a small number like 25 very quickly. So you'd still have 30 guys around, sometimes a little over 30. And so the Knights for their home game would play their veterans and the Sting for their home game would play their veterans. And that way the home crowd had an opportunity to see the guys that they already knew well and you gave the opportunity for maybe some of the young guys who were making their first appearance to do so on the road, which is a little easier. And now, well, the rosters aren't quite like that. So you would really have a young roster or an inexperienced roster coming into London from the Sarnia Sting and then vice versa. So it was almost always a London Knights win at home and then a Sarnia Sting win at home. Now, with more condensed rosters, I mean, everything is almost set right now you still do have extra players but it's not like you have 30 guys so the rosters were similar for both games but yeah there were more Knights veterans there was more experience on the ice in London so you would think well the Knights would win that game and then the Sting had a more veteran defense the next day you would think yeah well the Sting would win that game and of course the opposite happens proving (laughs) that we watch sports because it's like there's a 50 50 chance at a happily ever after for you. It's like watching a movie, but you don't know whether you're going to get a happily ever after. And we got a happily ever after kind of in the opposite directions on Saturday and on Sunday, the Knights had five players making their OHL preseason debuts on Sunday. And that was the squad that won three, two. So always interesting in the world of preseason. Absolutely. And you got to think too, you know, the coaching staffs aren't playing their horses 20, 25, 30 minutes a night too. They're going to spread the wealth. They're going to put young guys in certain situations, see how they react to it. This is the time of year. It's very underrated, Mike. I think, you know, Dale and Mark Hunter will throw young players into certain moments and situations and, and see how they come out of them. Do they panic? Do they thrive? Do you think there's potential there? They need more. I think the Hunters do this as well as any coaching staff and GM staff in all of, you know, um, in all the CHL, not just the OHL. And, you know, it gives them a chance to look. They We've seen this with guys like Luke Evangelista in the past. We've seen it with Sam Dickinson getting thrown into certain situations. And look how he turned out last year as well. But a lot of those young guys, Mike, you know, making those debuts, like you said, and a lot of people want to know, how did they look? And Talk about those five players on Sunday that made their OHL debuts in, you know, kind of go in order with, with guys that stood out to you, things and attributes that you thought, oh, this could be something. Well, there were those five debuts. So you have PJ Fagan, who is a third round pick from 2023. You have Jared Woolley, who was a sixth round pick in 2022. They're both defensemen. And then you've got forwards Blake Aerosmith, who was a third round pick in 2023. Evan Van Gorp, who made the team as a free agent out of training camp. 
Again, we've gone back to the green and gold game a few times. He scored the overtime winner, so that gave you an up-close look at Evan Van Gorp. And then Rene Van Bommel, who was an 11th-round pick of the London Knights in 2022, played for the Knights. And why don't we start with Van Bommel? Because he is a guy who was really noticeable because he was hitting, he was digging. He's always known for the work ethic that he has, and that's what he showed off in the game. And it made him very, very noticeable. Evan Van Gorp is a guy who just does things at high speed. And so he's somebody that has had under 18 experience, but this is a big jump. So it was great to see him fit in as smoothly as he did into preseason action. Blake Aerosmith is 16 years of age. The thing that you noticed about Blake was his willingness to be physical. And not only that, his ability to be physical because you can be 16 years old you can hit somebody and you're the one that falls down or you're the one that bears the brunt of that hit Blake Aerosmith was moving bodies in this game and he already has an incredible scoring touch that we're going to see eventually Jared Woolley he showed off he's got great size he is 6'3 190 pounds but he really showed off his hands in the game that he played, his ability to stick handle and move with the puck. And P.J. Fagan, I love watching the way that P.J. Fagan plays. Again, 16 years old, so the ability to be physical is it's a tough call because you are up against guys who are so much older than you are. But he's got a solid frame, and he really plays with an edge. And here's what you love about this. You would see guys who would get on the ice in their first shift and you know maybe things didn't go exactly right maybe you tried to make a pass and it went off the toe of your stick or you know maybe something hit your skate and deflected somewhere and it, you just you know throw your hands up and go ah oh, how am i ever going to learn to play this game at this level and immediately those players go back to the bench and what do you have you have dylan hunter or you have rick steadman or you have dale hunter and they're right there teaching the players and assuring them, look, don't worry about one shift. Don't worry about anything that happened. And back out they went and you could really see that confidence grow throughout the game. And that's what you're looking for. And by the end of the game, all five of those players looked really, really comfortable playing. And that's a good sign. And, you know, a lot of them are not going to be counted on to play 68 games this year, but you're always looking down the road. So really solid appearances from all five guys playing in their very first preseason games. It is a development league, as you mentioned many times, Mike. And no, this is definitely not a moment where, you know, Dylan Hunter or Dale or any of those guys are going to you know, call you out or single you out in a negative way. It's a teaching moment. It's a preseason games. And again, they've been doing this for a very long time. They know that development and the play of the player that they acquired and drafted. And it's going to take time to get to the player that you're, you're envisioning when you select them to be a part of your organization. And, you know, it, it's really fun and really cool to hear about those moments about players going back frustrated, or they put so much pressure on themselves because uh, you know, Rene Van Bommel is a, you know, is a free agent signing or Evan Van Gorp is selected in the eighth, ninth, 10th, 11th round, whatever you, whatever you, you know, whatever attachment they have in terms of a draft pick or selection pick. And they're telling them guys, relax, 
You're here for a reason. You're part of this organization. We're going to help you get better. And if they become a player that makes an impact on this team, it's going to all, it's going to be through the help of these coaches, these coaching staff and this team. And I'm excited to see where these guys go and which players end up in which slots on this team. Exactly. And whether it's this year or next year, you know what, Kyle, we saw a great thing in both games, but especially on Sunday where that process that we talk about and teams will do this across the Canadian Hockey League, but you have players that you know you want to have on your roster in the future, and they may go and play, in this case, Junior B in our area. So you may play for the London Nationals, the St. Thomas Stars, the Strathroy Rockets, and then you kind of make that step. And what did we see? We saw Sam O'Reilly this weekend, and Sam O'Reilly looked comfortable in the first game against the Sarnia Sting. In the second game, there were moments when he was making plays that you think, wow. And he was somebody who last year played for the London Nationals, played a couple of games for the Knights, and he and Will Nickel, and Will Nickel is still rehabbing an injury right now, but he and Will Nickel were on the GOJHL all-rookie team. In fact, Nickel was the rookie of the year. And Sam O'Reilly was taking pucks to the net hard. He's still only 17. But some of the plays he was making, that's the development curve that you're looking at. And it's one that, depending on what management wants to do with players, it's one that any number of these players could go through, where you go and you play at a, a level like Junior B, and you play great hockey, and then you make that step up. And whether it's Billy Moskal in the past or Seth Griffith in the past or Oliver Bonk in the past, you can pull any name you want. They went through this very same curve. So really good positive signs for the future. I know that the Knights always find ways to stay competitive. Well, this is part of it, and these players will be a big part of it. Easton Cowan, Brody Crane, Jacob Julian, just more guys that have gone through a similar process as well and now are all set to be very impactful players for this team. And, you know, Mike, there's so much, too, that goes on behind the scenes. Of course, that's all we talk about, the the, the teaching mechanisms, the training sessions, all that stuff. The amount of teaching specifically right now with the time that the teams have with the close one-on-ones that they get with all of these young players that, you know, you mentioned and talked about. This is where you really dial in what you want and what the expectations are out of your organization. And this is, I feel like a very crucial time for all of that teaching to be going on. It is. And it's one of the things that they went through last week. And then if we look at this week, very same thing where you're having longer practices than you might normally have. In fact, we talked with Knights assistant coach Dylan Hunter to get us to explain what you do at this time of year. Because, yes, there are still two more preseason games to play, but you've got an entire week without games right now. Then you've got those two games and then you've got basically a week before you play your first regular season game. So there's a lot of time for teaching. So how does that work? Well, here's Dylan on exactly how that works. So I think you can ask a lot of guys, you don't want I, you know, too much success too early because uh, otherwise you can't really tell them that they're doing something wrong. So it's uh, it's just a good way to just understand, uh, you know, inches, no matter if it's exhibition, regular season or playoffs. I mean, we're lucky with guys that we went far enough that we did last year that they kind of understand that and, and they should be able to switch it pretty quickly. But again, I mean, we've all been in these preseason 
postseason games. You're trying to make an, uh, a point, an impact on the game. So we understand that at a certain point. Is there a way to put into perspective the amount of learning that goes on right around now, like the last week of practice, the length of practice, that sort of thing? That's yeah, a lot. It's about a month, a um, month of video, you know, anywhere between 10 to 20 minutes of video a day. Then we're on the ice a lot longer than we usually are. You know, we'll do about 50 minutes of, uh, you know, battle or skills and Zam and then do another 30 of systems, which is more standing around. So, uh, you know, by the time we get to the middle of the year, we're only about on there about 50 minutes and videos down to about three minutes. So there's a difference for sure. And obviously some of it's just refreshers for our guys, but some of these young guys, you know, haven't seen it before and we've got to make sure everyone's uh, gelling together. London Knights assistant coach Dylan Hunter. The other thing we got a really sneak peek at, Kyle, was the power play. And the power play scored a goal on Saturday where everybody touched the puck. And the Knights have an awful lot of guys who will be looking to be on that number one unit. You know, there are usually two units on the power play. And we saw it finished by Casper Haltonen with a shot that he didn't even get all of. And it was still a shot that went in the net. But zipping it around all over the place. The one thing you want for your power play is a number of different options, a number of different looks. And you know that Casper Haltonen can fire a one-timer. You know that Sam Dickinson has a very accurate one-timer. We saw Henry Brustevich ring a puck off the goalpost against the Sarnia Sting on a one-timer. So he has that in his toolbox. Brustevich was also used at one point in front of the net, and that's something that the Knights have tried before with defensemen. Alec Regula was one. One of the best power plays that we never really got to see how far it would take the team was the one in 2019-2020 where the season wasn't able to finish, but you had Alec Regula playing that spot. The Knights had three defensemen on that power play, but the key to that power play was all of the options that they had. You had your high play. You had your low play. They were able to find seams in it. You had Regula in front. There were so many things to defend, and then you had Ryan Merkley on that power play who could either pass the puck, shoot the puck, or carry it. Penalty killers didn't know what was coming at them, and that's what you want. And I think the Knights' power play has the ability to throw a lot of things at penalty killers this year. And we saw the tic-tac-toe-toe-toe, because five guys touched the puck, of it on Saturday afternoon. So something else to keep in mind. The London Knights' Sim family connection has been a really unique one, because Mark Hunter basically found John Sim. When he was coaching the Sarnia Sting, here was a guy who came from Nova Scotia. Here was a guy who didn't have a lot of size and somebody who in a game that was played very differently than it is now, you had to wonder, could he survive? And not only did John Sim prove he could survive, he thrived. He went on to the National Hockey League. He played an incredible professional career. He won the Stanley Cup with the Dallas Stars. And now has sons playing in the Ontario Hockey League. Landon Sim, draft pick of the St. Louis Blues, and Lane Sim, who is now a member of the Sarnia Sting and played in his first two preseason games this past weekend. Landon Sim would have loved to have played against his brother, but instead he did get a chance to watch his brother play, something pretty unique in the Sim family. Yeah, you know, it was cool. Um, I remember my first preseason game. It was it was a pretty cool experience, and... Yeah, it was nice to watch him play. Too bad I couldn't be out there playing against him, but hopefully that'll come pretty soon. Here, so yeah. yeah, the idea of being head-to-head at this level. How much do you guys talk about that? 
yeah, you know, uh, it's kind of came quick. Like I thought about it a lot, and now I'm like, holy, I might, <laughs> like, I'll play against him this year. I remember just him being a little kid. Kind of, he was the same height as my brother, kind of my youngest brother. And now he's in the OHL, the same league that I've been in for three years here. So, yeah, it's super cool. So I'm excited for that. So, yeah. He got some shifts yesterday. Seemed to keep things simple. What would you think? Yeah, you know, he didn't do anything bad. He, he didn't really stick out like in a bad way at all. That's, that's what you got to do as a young guy to keep in the lineup. So, yeah, it was good. First game against the top team in the league, it's hard. So just got to tell him to keep keep working keep battling and things will go his way so yeah how about you tough obviously not playing right now but do you look back and say yeah you had to do what you had to do to rehab the injury that you were going through yeah you know it was a kind of lingering thing that was really bugging me last year during the season and the playoffs and I was really excited to get the surgery um, when I did and I got it early this early right after the season so I could come back as soon as possible this season so yeah it's should be should be all good, and I should be uh, better to go, ready and better to go. Here, so, yeah. Won't be long. Yeah. Thanks for this. Thanks, Stubbsy. Landon Sim on watching his brother Lane play his first OHL preseason games. Kyle, we'll have more previews coming up later this week. We'll be previewing the Midwest Division this week. And then we will preview the East Division. And then we'll preview the Central Division in coming weeks. You can check out our West Division preview. It's already up. That was episode 66. And Kyle, that's it for episode 67. Yep. All of that leading to the start of the regular season, September 29th against the Niagara Ice Dogs, a home and home with them to begin the season. And again, if you want to listen to all previous episodes throughout the summer to get your anticipation and hype up, you can go on and listen wherever you find uh, and get your podcasts on, whether it is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, find them at globalnews.ca, Megaphone as well, and follow us on social media. We'll be a lot more active as the season leads up. We'll we'll, we'll talk about the, the roster crunch down, what the lineup could look like, the outcomes, and like Mike mentioned as well too, all of the division previews leading up to the 29th.